Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I'm so glad that we can be together in this way to start our day in prayer. And I hope that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, leading and guiding you in this time together. I'd love to hear from you and learn how you've been blessed through this prayer time each day. If you have any questions, comments, or a story that you'd like to share, or send me an email at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by the Son. A reading from Ephesians, chapter 3. This is why I, Paul, am in jail for Christ, having taken up the cause for you outsiders, so-called. I take it that you're familiar with the part I was given in God's plan for including everybody. I got the inside story on this from God himself, as I just wrote you in brief. As you read over what I have written to you, you'll be able to see for yourselves the mystery of Christ. None of our ancestors understood this. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's Spirit through his holy apostles and prophets of this new order. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of him all their lives, what I've been calling outsiders and insiders, stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer, same help, same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. This is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message. It came as a sheer gift to me, a real surprise, God handling all the details. When it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's ways, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to it that I was equipped but you can be sure that it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. And so here I am, preaching and writing about things that are way over my head, the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task is to bring out in the open and make plan what God, plain 
what God, who created all this in the first place, has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. Though Christians like yourselves gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. All this is proceeding along lines planned all along by God and then executed in Christ Jesus. When we trust in Him, we're free to say whatever needs to be said, bold to go wherever we need to go. So don't let my present trouble on your behalf get you down. Be proud. My response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. I ask him to strengthen you by his Spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength, that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all Christians the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth, test its length, plumb the depths, rise to the heights, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah in Jesus. Glory down all the generations. Glory through all millennia. Oh, yes. The word of the Lord. Have you ever tried to explain the gospel to someone who had no knowledge or background in the story of God, who had no idea who God was, let alone the story of God and God's people? It's one thing to share the good news in hopes that the Holy Spirit would reignite the spark in a person who is at least familiar with the basic outline or premise of the story. I'm always amazed then at St. Paul's mission to the nations of the world and how the Holy Spirit inspired him to tell the story of who God is and what God has done for us in this whole world in Christ and to tell it to a people who may not have heard a thing about this God, about the Lord, about Abraham, Moses, David, and Solomon. The message was simple. Israel's God, the creator of heaven and earth, the one true God, has come into the world in Jesus. This Jesus was crucified, and after three days, God raised him up and seated him at God's right hand. And now, by this sacrificial act of grace and love, God has welcomed the whole world into the inheritance of a promised new creation, where the people of the nations, heaven and earth, God and human beings, are all being brought together now in Jesus. It's a simple enough story to tell of the coming of God's kingdom. Though there's something to teach, explore, discuss at every depth that a whole lifetime of considering the wonders of this story would not be enough, but a depth to God's wisdom, a vastness to God's love, it all boggles the mind. But we also must remember the utter weakness and seeming foolishness of this message. The apostles don't move into the world from a position of power. They do not move out as the enforcers and emissaries of a conquering emperor, at least not the kind the world would recognize. The apostles emerge from a humble and defeated, good-as-dead country, 
under the power and authority of an almighty Caesar and his legions. And the apostles proclaim to that power, to that system, the lordship and enthronement of the one crucified by order of the empire. To tell a Roman that this crucified Galilean was not only Israel's Messiah, but the Lord and Savior of the world, would most certainly meet with derision. And yet, in the power of the Holy Spirit, that is overcome. The Spirit overcomes all the prejudice and biases and blindness of appearance, overcomes them to create faith in the heart of people, people who were as good as dead, outside of the story, who had no knowledge of what was even going on. No wonder St. Paul points to the church, a church made up both of Jews and Gentiles, as a miraculous sign of God active and present in the world as a living temple that stands as witness to the powers of this world, that though only one with a legitimate claim to power and authority in this world, that is, the one true God, has come to dwell in God's good creation, in Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's good for us to think that the message of the gospel was never easy to share. But then again, it's even better to remember that creating and saving people was never within our power, but always, always well within the power of the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. So don't be afraid. Just tell the story. Your story, God's story, and the Holy Spirit will do the rest. I think that's what St. Paul did. It wasn't easy. In fact, it hurt. But that's how we came to be where we are today, blessed in Christ through the witness of the apostles. Who knows? Maybe our embarrassment, maybe our ridicule, maybe our shame will someday also be someone's story of salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, The dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. 
Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationships with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else do we thank our Lord? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For what else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.